the way. Right, okay, good morning. Okay, let's see how we go this morning. I had, I love it when, see, obviously when, 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 when pastor, when you know you've got to speak, you obviously look for inspiration. And then I'm waiting. It's never, it's not really happened to me before where God goes, this is where you're going, 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 and left. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so this morning was, uh, was not what I planned. You might get what I had planned next week, we'll see. Um, but, um, so let's just see how we go. So this morning, no title, no, I don't really know. Um, I haven't had time to think of one. So you can, you can make your own, whatever you think. Um... I really feel that it's important to to look at the the things as I just said this morning, the things that have been said and have been said recently. And I know that uh, a few weeks ago, Pastor Tony um, brought to the whole church the written and read it out the word given to him. Um, at the Angel Change Conference, which, as he said multiple times, if it's, if it's a word for him, it's a word for us. So we must, we, must, we must always look that, you know, when you get a personal word, and it's just you, then it's a personal word. But when the father of the house gets a personal word, it's, never, it's not just personal, it's corporate. Because if it affects him, it affects us. And so we must be really begin to kind of draw on this, and we've met as a leadership team already regarding this, and I am not here to give you all of the answers to what it means and what it says because I don't have them. And neither does Pastor Tony yet, but he will. But it's the thing that, so, but, but I think it's important that we, I want to read a, a part of it out this morning. Um, and then I want to bring a few things onto our radar because this is what I feel, this is what God's telling God to say. So, so let's, let's just start. So, it says here, so I'm just going to read out exactly as it, as it was written. Uh, and as Pastor Tony spoke it to you guys a couple of weeks ago. It says, at times you will have been hesitant to do things because you have thought, who will do this? The Lord said he will open your eyes as you are going to see who is in the airplane. For you are going to see who is your crew. You will see them and their potential for they are just in their seats now. But it's, the, it, but it's as they come out of the airplane that they go out and do great exploits for God, turning the world upside down. But someone has to release them to go. No one has the authority to release them except you, as you are the one I give the authority to, to release them in, in their graces, as you are the one who needs to encourage and inspire them. There is going to be a gift of Barnabas coming upon you that will encourage them as you are going to become a gift and grace in seeing other people, in other people's grace come to the surface, releasing and tested, testing it out. Yes, there is a throwing them in the deep end and a throwing them in the shallow end, as this will bring them up to their knees and up to their waist until they are moving in their grace. So there's a challenge. There's an encouragement, but the encouragement might be you're going to get shoved in the deep end. It's a whole new day. That's always good. As everything is about to be shaken around you. Maybe not so good. For if you don't step in, then God will shake it. So you have to step into it. Storms are coming in the years to come. 
But the ones who are equipped with grace, I see them armoured up and I see them with swords ready to go into battle as their grace grows and develops. You are the man to open up the doors as the prophetic will open doors for people. You are the one who sees the prophetic door open and you are the one who takes people to those doors as you are the one, the commander who says, this one can step into this grace and that one can step into that grace. You are going to be amazed as certain people step forth as great joy is going to come upon the house, as great grace comes upon the house and a great apostolic expansion is upon you. So there's a lot to take in just that section of the, of, of the, of the prophetic word. And I really believe that this word is a multi-generational word. I don't believe that it's just something that is for, say, what we would call the adults, if you understand what I'm saying. I really believe this word is a word that, yes, there will be other words that will come down the line that are going to give clarity and refine and, and help us to, to strategize and be specific on how this word is outworked because there's so much in it and what it and it's kind of like you've been given the, you know the the coloring book. You've got the outline of everything. So you but you, but actually it's almost like the dot to dot. You kind of got a rough outline, but you've got none of the details, and you've got not really much of the color. But it's there. It gives us enough to go off. But I believe that I believe the one thing I felt as as I was, I was working as God said, this is not just going to be for us. This is going to. It's going to be something that the youth, that the emerging voices, that the, that the, the children's church are going to have to step into. Yeah. Because it says, what did it say about the storms? In the years to come. So this isn't something that's going to be just done in the next couple of months, or six months, or even a year. It's in the years to come. It's not time specific, except there's going to be a, an expansion of time. And I believe that it's something, so therefore... There is a, an importance in the way we, generation one, as it were, lay hold of it or don't lay hold of it. Because, it, because depending on how we do or don't lay hold of it will depend upon how they lay hold of it. Does that make sense? And so I really feel this morning that we have to be able to be willing to take hold and be willing to embrace this word to demonstrate the standard of it to the next generation. Yeah. You know, a year or two ago, uh, Pastor Tony spoke about within three generations, the gospel can be lost. Within three generations, this word can be lost. Because as much as God... If it's a corporate word in one sense, if we're not willing to do it, God will move us out and he'll move somebody else in. But how much damage will we do to the word? How much, how much, how much of a blockage are we going to be to God fulfilling that which he has caught, he is saying through the heavens over this house? So it's dep depending on how we receive it will depend upon how it will relate to the, to the ones next. You see, because just because... We are in and around the things of God. Just because we are in and around the word, this word, does not mean the word is in and around you. So we can, we've heard it. It's a corporate word. It says that God is looking for his crew. 
His crew are in their seats. I see a lot of people in their seats this morning. So I have to believe that I'm looking at a crew. So that this crew, when they get off the aeroplane, will go and do mighty exploits. But there's, there's something I haven't... One of the things that I didn't mention was how Pastor Tony's got to survey the, the church again. And he has to survey the city again. Which means there's lots of things. But one, one thing the word did say is there's going to be a shaking. Because if we don't shake, then God will shake. So God's given us a warning that says if we don't shake, it's gonna, we're going to be shaking regardless. And so therefore we have an ability, we have to, depending on how we take hold of this, will depend on, I really do believe, the kinds of shakings and how we respond to those shakings. And God knows our, it says here, it says language, see when we speak this, when we, when we hear that prophetic word, there's a lot of language in it. There's a lot of um, spiritual language and word, language that, that, you know, in this environment we should understand. But language has to be imparted, taught, and accepted in order for it to be understood. You can hear the words. I can hear the words, that are, and they make sort of sense. But if it's going to make sense to your life, to what part have you got to play in this word, then the language has to be something that's imparted. Something of that has to be imparted into you. So that this language takes on a new identity within you. And therefore, it allows you then, but you have to, you have to once it's taught to you, and it will be taught to you over the, over the coming weeks, months, and years. As Pastor Tony, as, as a leadership team, we, God reveals more, then it will be taught. But we have a responsibility to catch it, to take responsibility with it, and therefore... That will allow, that will be the key for you and I in being able to understand it. Because if you're sat in the church and the word is being spoken, but nothing is being understood, then your life cannot move forward. And so, if we turn to Deuteronomy 11. See, if we want to understand, if we want to understand these words, we have to understand God's nature and how he operates. Would that be true to say? Because when we understand how God operates and his nature, we understand then how we then need to operate. So this scripture, it's a longish scripture, so I'll be, take some more water. It says this, so in uh, chapter 11, and then verse 11 to 20. So you don't, if you don't want to turn there, I'll just read it, but make a note of it. And it simply says this. But the land you are crossing the Jordan to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks the rain from heaven. It is a land the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are continually on it from the beginning of the year until its end. So if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today 
to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your corn your new wine and your olive oil. I'll provide grass in the fields for your cattle and you will eat and be satisfied. The commands of God are the words of God. So when we hear the word, we hear the command. You see, there's a command in the, in, in the prophetic word. As much as you hear a lot of the good things, there's a lot of commands going on in there. There's a lot of things that we have to do. And so God is asking for our obedience. Without the obedience, the blessing cannot come. Without the obedience, quite simply, blessing cannot enter. We are, and it says God's eyes are on this land to and fro. Why? Because God is already waiting for us to step into a place where we can understand where we need surveying, how we survey. But what does it talk about? That what, when it talks about the land, it talks about then you may gather your corn, your new wine, your olive oil. I believe that is the grace and the ability to see that potential come to fruition in you and I. If we obey that which God is saying to us in this time, and we are able to understand and take hold of it, then God will give us what we need in order to do the great exploits, to see the apostolic expansion, and to see the graces in your life, because that's the crew, come to their full potential. I believe wholeheartedly that some of you don't know and haven't stepped into anything like the level of grace that God has placed over your life. I, I actually believe that there are some of you that don't even properly know what your grace is. And this is where the time is coming now, whereas Pastor Tony surveys things and Pastor Tony is looking for his crew, we have to be willing and obedient to when the call comes. Because it's also going to be called sticking someone in the deep end, sticking someone in the shallow end in order for your grace to come higher. But if we don't, first of all, have a, have, this, have a level of obedience, because what does it say? The one who authorizes, the one who has, the, who has been given the authority to release you into your grace. So when we as a leadership team, as, as a pastor comes to you and says, this is what I want you to step into, is your heart able to receive it? Because if you've not understood what is required of us in this season, then when it comes to you, you won't be ready for it. You won't be able to understand that which God is asking of us. And so, it says, be careful. It can, oh, I've done it again. I hate doing that. Anyway, sorry. Be careful. With his microphone. Or you will be enticed to turn away and worship other gods, and bow down to them. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you, and he will shut the heavens, so that it will not rain, and the ground will yield no produce. And you will soon perish from the good land the Lord is giving you. If we don't shake, we'll be shaken. But if the heavens that are open because of our obedience will also be shut with our disobedience. But if we don't understand 
then we can be walking into this and be enticed. If we, the moment we don't step into the Word and the Word just stays outside of the, of, our, of the realm of our heart and our spirit, then what we do is, because that's not in, something else can come in. Yeah. And the Word can be lost in you and I because what we've done is we've just allowed it to stay here. Well, it's okay because the leadership team are pressing in for it. Well, it's okay because they'll just sort it out. Because that's, that's the, I'm sure there'll be people around that'll do that. And I'll just stay doing what, I'll, what I've always done in the church. That doesn't, when God says he's going to shake us corporately, that means everyone. But it's not because he wants to shake and ruin your life. As we found this morning. He was to draw us in so he can use us more. And we can be radiant in his light. That's why it says, and I'm going to have to keep encouraging you so you don't think, you don't lose, that it says, you are going to be amazed as certain people step forth and great joy is going to come up from the house. Great joy. As we see some of you who didn't believe you were capable of some things and then God just completely blows you out the water with what he does through your life. That's exciting. But there has to be a shaking first to get us into place. We have to capture this first or it'll it'll just pass us by. It's so crucial we take hold of it. So, Fix these words of mine in your hearts. I thought I said foreheads. That's the next line, sorry. (laughs) Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land that the Lord swore to give your ancestors. As many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. The call is that we have to fix these words in our hearts. Not in our minds, but in our hearts. As we begin to accept And take hold of it to understand what this word means for our life. As we keep it fixed in our hearts. Then, then we will not be enticed to move away. Then we become secure in the way we must go forward. And that is the only way that this next generation will lay hold of it in the same way you do. And greater. Because if they see it fixed in your heart then the standard has already been set. But if we don't fix it in our heart, and we dilly-dally, and we just allow it to pass us by, then why would they think any differently? I believe some, no matter what we do, will rise up, because God's word will always, never it will never return null and void. Yeah? And I, I really do believe... When we have a multi-generational word, the multi-generations are going to be the ones who see their graces fulfilled. And how the house is shaken 
It could be the structure. It could be everything. Things are going to be shaken. If you're not prepared, then another spirit will come into your life. Well, I don't like the fact that someone who's 21 is now essentially my boss. I don't like the fact that someone is leading this and leading that, and I've been in the church for 40 years. What's that about? You know, that's just one example. We have to be open and capture the word so that we are able to understand what it means. And if we don't have the perspective of heaven, then we'll get, we'll be enticed. And I want to, I want to show you in the New Testament. Actually, not before I do that. Yeah, that's fine. See, hearing the word, hearing the word is not faith. Hearing the word of God is not faith. That's just called listening. So we've all listened to the word. If you were at the conference, you heard it live. You got a live streaming of it. Then Pastor Tony writes it down, which is brilliant. And I've done it with my own, with words over my own life. And I would encourage you, if there is a word you have and you've got it on your phone or you've got it on or whatever, or you've got it on a CD, write it down. Because when you read it, you don't miss any of it. When you hear it, your heart, depending on what it wants to hear, hears certain things. But when you read it, you go, oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, wow. And it begins to hit you in a different way. So I would just a complete side point. If you've, got, if you've had a word for yourself, read it. Write it down. And then you can read it over and over again. Okay? That's just, just, just as a, a separate point. Because it really does bring understanding in a different way. And I want to give you an illustration. See, here was in Hebrews 4, chapter 2. It says this. For indeed we have had good news preached to us. Just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them. Because it was not united by faith. In those who heard it. We've got to think about. Every time we hear a word. It's like a transaction in a shop. If you're an owner of a business. When we hear the word. Every transaction we make with the Holy Spirit. Every transaction we make with the word. Is it profiting my life? Or am I actually always. Or am, or am I always coming out just even? Because whenever you're in a business, you've got overheads. If you can't pay your overheads, then you go out of business. We have to let the word profit us. And we see an example. If it's not united by faith, then the word can't profit your life. And I got an, an example. And, and um, I think If I've told this, this, this before, you know when like, you, you're thinking, have I told this story before? Because I have a mother, right? Which is, obviously you know. Now my mum is the world's best person at retelling the same story. So I'm just, I'm just, you know, everyone thinks this, no one says it, mother. It's okay. <laughs> but it's all right. It's one of the reasons why I love you so much. Because I'll never forget your words, because you know the stories, because you always tell me. Again. And, and it's, it's actually the same thing, is because my grandma, my grandma Duff, my dad's mum used to do the same thing. I just think as you get older, you start telling the same stories, don't you? Because you do. I just, I just think you do. I'm not up to you. And do you know what? And the reason is, I'm aware of it because I've done it. And I'm now doing it. 
because I am of the same DNA as my mother. And my wife keeps reminding me, yeah, yes, yes, love, you've told me like that. Have I told you this? Yes, you have, yeah. Okay. So if I've told this story before, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I know Emma's heard it because I, I told this story at EYC because it happened at EYC. I was, just to kind of let you know, I was, we have communal showers when we go to, the, to EYC. We have communal showers. And all the kids love it. Because it's, t- it's the only place in the world where you see people going for a shower in the clothes. <laughs> you know, the lads like, <laughs> it's like, don't look at me. And so, so we had a lot, I mean, Nisa knows what I'm talking about. He's been there a few times. You've got always, and you, well, you, you've got the, the English lads who are walking around with the boxer shorts on and the, the swimming trunks on, whatever, and then you just get your European days going like that. Hey, here we go, I don't mind, because it's just all right with them. And it's just, well, anyway. But we're in the shower, we're in the, we're, in the, we're in the showers. So obviously when you're having a shower, there's people coming and going. Now I'm not, I like, to, I like my showers. I don't take an hour, I could take an hour, but I don't take an hour. I might take 15 minutes or whatever in the shower. But I'm not that slow. But I was, I, had, I, was, in the, I was in the shower one of the mornings. And, I, and, I, and I'm, you know, you walk in the shower and you, you pick... You pick out like there's three people in the shower block or whatever. You just make a note of it and then you do that and they'll turn around and they're all gone. I'm like, did I spend five minutes washing my hair? Or did have I just caught maybe maybe I've caught them at the end? And then I see some other kids come in after me, and so I've already got a head start, I've done my hair, I've done my face, I've only got to do my body. And I'm in the middle of doing my body. And I walk and I turn around and they've gone again. I'm like, Am I in a time warp that I just don't seem to be able to have even wash my body and then they can do everything in, that, in, in, in so quick? I'm thinking, what is going on? So I thought, I'm not having this. I'm, I'm, and so I, I sit and I watch. And then I realized they weren't using any soap. They were just going in, turning it on, bit of that, bit of that, and off they go. That was it. I mean, that was like, and I just said, I, I had to go and ask the pastor, does Swiss water have some sort of amazing cleaning power? That I'm not, I mean, I know the Swiss do most things well, but have they put some sort of body wash in the water that as well as drinking it, it cleans my body as well? Because I'm seeing, and now I know why a lot of teenage boys smell, because they just <laughs> use water. They just use water. I'm like, what are you doing? And then God said to me, he said, hearing the word of God and not applying faith is like going and having a shower without using any soap. You get wet, but you don't get clean. I thought it was a great way. I'm, 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 thanks, God. <laughs> you get wet. It washes over you. It washes over you. The word will come. And you'll go, yeah, that's brilliant, that's fantastic. And you'll enjoy while you're under it. You know, if you're in a shower and it's warm, you'll enjoy it, won't you? Because it's warm and, oh, it's soothing, it's nice. And, it's, and, and you know, it, you, got, you always feel nice in the shower. It's a great place to be. Having a shower and just letting the water just sort of pour on you. And it's just, oh, it's relaxing. But you're not getting clean. And if we try and transact with the word and this word, 
oh, I've heard loads of them before. I've heard other ones like this before. It's just no different. I've, I've been here long enough to know I've heard it before. Well, then guess what? It'll never clean you. It'll never do anything different to you. You'll never, you'll never leave with the fragrance of heaven over your life. You know, when I, when, when I, when, if you buy some really nice shower gel, you come out, and, you, and, and sometimes Emma will go, oh, you smell nice. What have you, what have you, what have you washed with? She knows I've washed with something. Because there's something that's, that emanates as a fragrance that comes off of my life. Does that make sense? Yeah? And then and if we take the word with faith, if we take the word with faith, then there is a fragrance of heaven that starts to permeate from our life. But if all we do is listen to the word, let it wash over us, and then we dry ourselves off and carry on, it's done nothing for our lives. And the word will never be truly understood in your heart because you've just let it wash over you. And it's done nothing. And we see this if we come into the New Testament. And we go to John 8, John chapter 8. You see, do you know it is possible to be in the right church but still bear no fruit? It is very possible. People often think that if their lives are not bearing fruit, then it's the church's fault and it's the church that's wrong, so they go somewhere else. You can be in the exact place that God has told you to be in, but it's very possible for you to still have a life that doesn't bear fruit. Because if all you do is listen to the good news preached to you, but you do not unite it with faith, then nothing will change. Because as the famous scripture says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to seek him must believe that he exists. And he rewards those who earnestly seek him. If we're talking about a great grace coming upon the church, where it's going, to, it's going to enable you to do things you didn't think you could do. If you earnestly seek God, but don't believe he can do it, it will not profit you. The Bible says, don't ask for wisdom unless you believe you're going to get it. And if we cannot unite these words with faith, and join with the leadership and say, look, we're going we're gonna, to, not only, we know that Pastor Tony's got to work a lot of this out because it was over his life. So there is that massive element where he has to work this out. But we must also have to prepare ourselves and let it capture us so wherever it starts to be shaken, we're already ready and we're already willing. Because we now begin to start to see God start to show me different things. He'll start to show you things. Because when Pastor Tony says, when, when, Pastor, when Pastor Tony starts looking for his crew, he's looking for those who are already willing to be a crew member. He's not going to come and tap you on the shoulder and go, Johnny, free, I'm, I'm just eating my in-flight meal at the minute. So can you just kind of, can you come back in a bit? That's not the kind of crew member he's looking for. He's looking, we're looking, God, and it's not just Pastor Tony, it's God who's looking for this, not Pastor Tony, sorry, just to put that perspective right. But as, but as he is the father of the house, God is going to give him the eye to see the potential in you. And how awful would it be if he sees the potential in you, but you don't believe it? That you have not united this word and applied it to yourself to say, it can be me. 
Because this word is not just a spiritual word. It's a physical outworking of that word as well. So it's not just, you know, it's not just about how, how much you know scripture. It's about using the gifts and the uniqueness that God has created each of us to have. We are all here and we all have something that God has uniquely given us. And God, but God must position our hearts before we can position our bodies and our feet. Amen? So we look at a, at a typical example of this in John 8. And it's Jesus talking to the Pharisees. And he says in John 8, and it's verse 41, sorry, verse 41 to 47. And he says, you are doing the works of your own father. You are not, and, and, they, and they respond, we are not illegitimate children. They have protested. The only father we have is God himself. Very, very resolute and very, very sure of themselves. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. This word has not come on its own. God has sent it. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you don't believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why Don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. That is a chilling word. Chilling word. These guys, this generation had heard the words passed down. So they knew the laws. They knew what to say. They had, they knew, they understood the words. Okay, But they knew the rules of religion, but they did not know the truth of the kingdom. They knew the rules of religion. But because their hearts had stopped pressing faith into that which God had said, they lost all sight of the words that were coming. So when Jesus was speaking the truth of his kingdom, they could not hear it. And, so, and because they'd stopped allowing faith to enter their hearts and God to begin and move towards whatever God was saying, they began to choose the desires, not of God, but of the devil. Now, it sounds quite harsh if, if you were to go, so you saying that I, 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 I'm, I'm doing the will of the devil? Well, if you're not doing the will of God, what are, whose will are you doing the will of? Whenever we, take, whenever we hear the truth that is coming in the house, whatever God is speaking from heaven and testify that it is of heaven, 
and we don't align our faith to it, then we don't align our lives to it, then whose will are we doing? Just because we're sat in church doesn't mean we're doing God's will. Just because we know the language, we know the words. They knew the words of God, but they didn't know what they meant. They couldn't see it because they had not captured it. It had not been imparted into their spirit. It only went into their mind. And there is a very real danger that as a house, we have to take hold of this word afresh every day. And the words that have been coming, we've had such an amount of that has come to us over 21 days and over all these things. And all of these things, without faith, they are useless to us. Without us being willing to actually believe that the things that God wants to do in this house means through us. And we have to take our responsibility in that. They chose their own desires, which Jesus says is to follow the father of lies. The enemy will tell you anything if it means you don't take hold of the word of heaven. He'll tell you anything. He'll give, you, he'll, do, he'll give anything. And that's why the Bible says we must know not every opportunity is a good opportunity. Not every good opportunity is a God opportunity. Because if it means Satan has to make you rich for you to leave, then he will make you rich. Money is such an enormous killer. It's a killer. And it's not just money. It's, 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 it's the, the questioning. We focus on the man, who the, who the men is, who the leaders are, who whatever it is. And you can come up with, you know what, because as a leadership, we have many, many things that are wrong with us. <laughs> because we're all men and we're not perfect. And we can focus on those things. We can focus on, well, it's okay because other people, you can give it whatever religious rule you want to give it. You can do what you've always wanted to do. But God is coming to shake the house regardless. He's coming to shake the house regardless. Whether you believe it or not, he's coming to shake the house regardless. And we have to take faith and take action to prepare our hearts for that which is about to come. But it's not going to kill us. It's to release us into great grace. It's to release us to open, to go beyond these church walls. But if you can't believe that there is a God in you who can do anything in you outside of these church walls, then you're not going to be able to, then, when, then why send you? Then why send you? So we have to be prepared. We have to start to take hold of this word and capture the language of it. Let it be imparted into our hearts because this word is going to come in many different forms over the next months. It's going to come. But I really believe God's like, listen, we can call ourselves disciples, we can call ourselves whatever we want, but the, the, the reality is we can't receive the word of God and begin to align our lives whatever it says, even if it's different than what we've known for 20 years, then we're going to be in a bad situation. So, we look at, I want to look at this, I want to focus on the disciples as we come towards the finish. I'll see how much I can get through. It says this in John 15, 26 to 27. And then it's John 16, verse 1. It's kind of like it's, it's, you know, it goes through two chapters. So John 15, 26, 27, and then John 16, 1. 
You see, the currency of the kingdom is truth. And the language is of faith. Because we can't please God without faith. So everything, when we speak and when we act, faith has to be in everything we say. But the currency of the kingdom, the language of the kingdom, is truth. Because God only speaks in truth. God doesn't speak in opinions. God doesn't speak in anything else other than truth. The language of uh, the language, the natural language of, the, of Satan is to lie. That's his native tongue. But that's not our native tongue. Faith and truth. We receive the truth and we release it in faith. Our language must speak in this way every time we, we, we hear the word. Otherwise it will not profit us. So, when the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who goes out from the Father, will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. All this I have told you, so that you do not fall away. When the Word comes, when we, 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 we transact with the Holy Spirit in order that the, that it, that the, so the Spirit can testify of the truth of that which God is saying. That is why you must in your own private place go and transact with the Holy Spirit whenever a word is spoken in order that it may testify in your spirit. And as it testifies in your spirit, it will then stop you from falling away. There is a very real danger that if we become passive in this season, then we may fall away because nothing is hitting our spirit. Nothing is ever profiting our life. And we don't want that. A corporate message is everyone come. Everyone on board. You know what? When you get in an aeroplane, when my wife was with Pastor and the other guys was in an aeroplane, if you're halfway between um, Dubai and Kuala Lumpur, it's called the ocean. If you want to get out mid-flight, It's not, going to be, <laughs> it's not going to be a comfortable landing, is it? And God doesn't want any of us to get out mid-flight. He wants us to get to the other side. He wants us to be with him. He wants us. I want to encourage you. God wants every one of us. But there's a transition that has to happen. And the disciples had to learn this transition. Because it's because Jesus, as Jesus was coming, if we look at John 16, if you look towards the end, I love this part of Scripture. Towards the end of John, as, as Jesus was preparing them for him to go, he was looking for something, he was looking. Jesus knew that if he's, in order for him to be able to go, he had to, something had to click inside the disciples. Because he knew that if it didn't click, they wouldn't be able to continue to bring heaven on earth. He knew that if he, he, he had to leave them only after, a, after they kind of, Something had hit in the spirit. Because if it didn't, then the standard would fall away. Does that make sense? He knew, and that's why Jesus was at pains. He kept speaking and pressing and pressing into him. And that's why whenever you see him, he kept trying to take him away from the crowds and spend time with him. Why? Because he knew if I don't get it in you, it's going to affect the next generation, the next generation. Jesus knows. Jesus knew. So he says, I have much, in John 16, 12 to 15, he says, I have much more to say to you. Much more. More than you can now bear. 
But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. There is much more that this prophecy is going to bring, more than we can now bear. But as we allow the Holy Spirit to transact with us day by day and align us as a house and as individuals, then he will bring us into the spirit of truth. We will begin to see the reality of that which God is trying to do in our lives and how he wants us to function and how the grace he wants to place into your life. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. One of the things I spoke to a, a, one, a, a group of young people here at a one event was Jesus, these are actually the words of Jesus coming to us through the Holy Spirit. That Jesus is actually talking to me. Get that in your, in your mind, in your heart. Jesus is speaking to me. He has so much more that he wants to speak to me about and to you about. The Holy Spirit only goes when he's sent. He will glorify me, says Jesus, because it is from me that he will receive what will make known to you. And all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what, will make, what he will make known to you. His disciples were having to make a transition that they've, they're having to rely on the Holy Ghost. We've, always, we've never had Jesus in the flesh here. We've never had that, that, that difficult to, 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 you know, God on earth and then we have to then not on earth. But some of us still struggle with transacting with the Holy Spirit. And we, I just think, God, you gave everything to your son. It's like, it's like everything that God had in the world ever, amen, he put in an iPad. And then he gave the iPad to Jesus. That's all your son. Everything forever is in you. There it is. And Jesus is now saying, I have so much from this to tell you. And I want to transact with you in order that I can let you know what's in here. But we, we, if we stay without faith, we can't receive any of it. It's just words. People can say as many things as they want. Oh, it's just all hot air. Oh, it's fine, but it'll happen to someone else. Oh, yeah, but... I like it, but it's a bit uncomfortable at the minute because I'm in a different place. So I'm just working things through in my own time. And it's not, God, it's not that God's not aware of that. That's why Jesus said, there is so much more that I have to say to you, more than you can now bear. God knows the times and seasons when we need to hear things. He won't tell you more than you can now bear. Otherwise, he would have told the, whole, the disciples a whole lot more. And in this season, we have been given something. That we, can, that we can now bear. But if we don't put faith to this, my Lord, we're not going to be able to know the rest. And so, in this change, the, the disciples said this in John 16, 25 to 28. Jesus said this, Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will no longer use this kind of language, but I will tell you plainly about my Father. In that day, you will ask in my name. I am not saying I will ask the Father on your behalf. No, the Father himself loves you because you have loved me. A time is coming, church, and has now come, I believe, when God is not speaking figuratively anymore. He's speaking plainly about his father. And the father is speaking plainly about his son. 
and he's wanting to impart it into his, into his body. But there has to be a body that is willing to receive the word afresh every single time. And that will take hold of the word and will work it through and believe it and take it with faith. Because it says, the, and then the disciples said this, and I believe God is preparing us for what is to come. I believe if we can't believe a word now, at this place, then how are we to go out there and affect the nations? Now, we have a responsibility every day in our own personal life to go and be ambassadors for Christ out there. So it doesn't mean that until you're ready and everything's all perfect that you don't say anything. No, no, we have a responsibility every day. And it starts with you taking the faith of the word in your own life and start working some stuff through. Because God will show you things in your own life that you then can go, I can bring this to the corporate body. He starts with it. It's a, it's, a, as it, it's a personal word for Pastor Tony, but it's a corporate word for the body. But as the man works out the word, the corporate body can enter in. It's the same with you and me. When God starts to transact with us, he transacts with us as an individual. We place our individual faith into the individual work that Jesus is talking to us, and as I start to outwork that, then it affects the corporate body. And as each individual does that, the corporate body can move forward. But we have to take this time in this season that Jesus is now wanting to speak clearly to show the graces that are in our lives, to show what he's given us, to show the strength and the power. But we have to be willing to unite it with faith and we're willing to be ready to be used, exposed, challenged, and been thrown in the deep end, and be shaken. I really feel this word, there's a lot of stuff that's got to come out of it. But I think if we can really bring together as a body of Christ, that which, that which God is saying, then as God begins to release it, we're already there. There's a Pastor Pete in, a, in and I'll finish with this. Pastor Pete, with um, Inch of Change, spoke about the could be and the as is. And he spoke about in the prophetic, you have to live in the could be, and bring the could be into the as is. Which is the could be is the word says over here. This is where we're going to be. This is what we're going to do. But if you're only in the as is, you're only ever seeing what you see. You're seeing who you are now. You're seeing what you're capable of now. You're seeing what the church is now. We don't ever allow our faith to go, I'm going to believe what's already been said. And as we believe what's already been said, as we keep looking there and we're pursuing that, it's no surprise when we step into it. Because there could be, then all of a sudden, one day you realize there could be, is now as is. It is now a reality in my life. And that's the place we've got to come to. So that as this word begins to unfold and as God begins to give us revelation and insight as we go through, we're already ready because we're already living in the could be. We're already living in the fulfillment of the word. So when, we, when, it, when it starts to happen, you begin to, ah, now I see it. I see it's happening in that person. I see the grace is rising in that person. So my spirit isn't going to be, oh, why does he think he's big, he's big stuff all of a sudden? It's No, the grace is rising. God said the grace was going to rise. God said I'd be amazed that some people are going to do great things. So we don't look at a comparison. We're looking at it. It's fantastic. The word's coming. Because our faith has picked up that which God is doing. So everything that goes around, we start to see it in the perspective of the prophetic word. 
our faith is constantly, and that then, when we see, for example, John starts to rise, that lifts your faith even more. And I can do it, because John can do it. And this is the place God is asking us, so we as a house must start to take, take these steps, take this prophetic word, really, really read it, really listen to it. The, a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Tony spoke on it, so let's listen to it, read it, take it in. Begin to say, God, what's my part? What do I have to change? Shake me, move me, expose me. I don't care, but I want this word. I want to see the kingdom come in this house. I want to go out. Begin to press in. This is what a crew member will do. Because if the captain goes down, then the plane goes down. I'm not saying that. Understand what I'm saying. Is we're all in this together. Now, you can walk through the door. There's no problem. You don't have to get on the plane. It's okay. No problem. When the plane lands, you're allowed to get off and go to another destination. That's okay. That's all right. But my heart is that no one does. Why don't we stand together? Are we getting this this morning, church? Is that okay? Are we encouraged a little bit? Excellent. I had no idea how that was going to work out. (laughs) But I just know if we can begin to unite with faith now, Oh, I just, I just, I just really believe. I thought this morning was, was as we enter into His presence, we see something new. God begins to release something to us. Did you touch His presence this morning? You know, this is this is gonna be. This is the norm. This is what we're going for. We're going deeper and deeper. But now, I just, I just asking your spirits right now. Why don't you just raise your hands or just or position, posture yourself before His presence? Father, we thank you that you bring the word from heaven. Father, thank you that you don't just leave us as, as, as orphans. You don't just leave us uh, directionless as lost sheep in an open field. But my God, thank you that you bring shepherds and you bring the word to direct our path. Thank you, oh God, that you bring the times and the seasons ahead of us so that we, we have time to, to prepare ourselves. But oh God, I pray right now, let the spirit of faith arise in this house. Father, on every individual right now, Father, we, Father with what faith we have, with what faith we have, Father, we lift it to your, as we lifted our hearts and we laid it at your feet, my God, we now place our faith before you. We place our faith before you and say, Lord, take this faith and make it grow. Take this faith and show me. Show us, oh God. Show us, oh God, how we need to be shaken. Show us, oh God, how we can play our part. Right now, guys, why don't you start to say, God, just this is my desire, Lord, I'm not going to let this be a word that stands on its own. I'm not just going to let this be a word that I let go of. But Lord God, I'm going to take hold of this word of faith. I'm going to apply faith to this word, oh God. And I'm going to seek for your understanding. I'm going to seek for your insight. I'm going to seek, oh God, for your, for, for your knowledge. Oh, mighty God. Right now, just keep talking to him. Just talk to him, church. He wants you to hear it from your heart. Oh, Father God, just remember that the, the widow, the widow, she put her two pennies in so she could live on, so she could move forward, so she could press in. Oh, right now, Father God, I pray right now as we release, I release ourselves to you, God, show us how to work it individually. Show us how to take it into our workplace. Show us how to take it into our schools, into our children. Show us how to apply the standard in our own lives, oh God. 
Father, let it not just be something we wait for, but let it be something we pursue actively right now today. Father, I pray, oh God, begin to start to reveal the grace of, of, over our lives. Begin to awaken our hearts to, new, to, to, to that which you have given us a grace to do, to that which you have given us a heart to do. Father, begin to stir us afresh, stir us into action even now, God. So that when the time comes to go out into the city, when the time comes to go to the nations, Father, we're already ready. Father, we're already willing. Oh, the corporate body is just, it's, it's, it's an outworking of what's already going on inside you. The outworking of the body is just what, it should be an outworking of what you're doing every day. So mighty God, give us a spirit of boldness to proclaim your name. Give us a spirit of boldness to begin to, to go beyond ourselves. Father, let us not be limited by fear. That's why the word of the Lord came this morning with your heart. Don't let the heart be fearful. Otherwise, you'll, 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 stop, you'll stop the grace from flowing. Almighty God, right now. Let us taste and see that the Lord is good in our lives, O oh God. Let us taste and see that this word is, is true. And let it testify, affirm it in our hearts, O oh God. That this word is not just from a man, but it's from heaven, O oh God. Let it, let it sink in into a deeper level, O oh God. Stir us into a new level of action, O oh God. Oh, Rabbi Come on, just, just, just thank him. Thank him right now. Lord, stir us, stir us. Stir my heart, stir our hearts, Lord. Stir our hearts, O oh God. Oh, Father God. Father, let us not be like the Pharisees who only knew the rules of religion. But my God, reveal the truth of your kingdom in our hearts afresh. Release the, the truth of your kingdom afresh into us again, oh God. Oh, mighty Father. Right now. Let no one be lost. Let no one be lost, oh God, right now. Father, oh God, we pray right now for the youth. We pray right now for emerging voices. We pray right now for the children's church. We pray right now for the next generations. We believe this is a generational word, oh God. Prepare their hearts even now. Stir their hearts even now, oh God. Oh my God, it's a multi-generational word. It's a word for the whole house, every generation. My God, let young people, let, let, let primary school children be laying hands on the sick. Father God, let young people be preaching the word on the street. Father God, let us see magnificent things happen. Signs and wonders happen for my young people. Father God, for all you're looking for is willing vessels. So God, we make ourselves available to you this morning. We make ourselves available to you, Lord. Because you are worthy of our life. You are worthy of our life. In the name of Jesus. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen.